Okay. Hi. 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 How's it going? Pretty good. Is your phone on Do Not Disturb mode? It's on vibrate and it's on the floor and the floor is carpet, so I think I'm Vibrate loud. Welcome to Above the Fold Podcast. My name is Josh Larson. Welcome to the Above the Fold Podcast. My name is Bree Boyson. Welcome. It's episode 14, and we're calling this episode... Accounts! Accounts. Oh man, this (laughs) mic is hot. Hot mic. Hot. Uh, We have a very special guest here today, and we'll introduce her in uh, just a little bit, but we're going to talk about other unrelated things first. Yeah. Okay. Like, here's the deal. I just came from across the street at the Science Center. What's going on over there? There's some sort of bacon festival, and I don't really know... What the official title it's is. It's an indoor thing, huh? It is, yeah. Does it just smell of bacon in there? It, it does. So I was actually over there doing a favor for my friend Stacy. Um, Hello, Stacy. Are hi, you listening? Hi, Stacy. Shout out to you. Turn up your volume. Just respond Here if you hear us. One clap. Okay. Anyway, she, was, she wanted me to watch the uh, fire alarms for the building because they were essentially... They lost power earlier this week, just like we did here at Happy Medium, and the fire alarms were not functioning as they were going to need them to, and I had to stare at a little dot on the wall, and if it turned red, I was supposed to call somebody. So I just sat there for two hours, uh, read a book, and watched this dot on the wall. Uh, But as you sat there, the bacon smell just wafted in, Mm -hmm. and it was really good. And then I walked out, and there were like 200 kids just screaming, running around with their parents. I think it was actually a kid's event. Okay. Yeah. So it was weird that I was kind of there by myself walking mm-hmm. around, but I got some bacon bucks afterward, um, and I got some chocolate, and we should try it later. Okay. Okay. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So. That's how you spent your morning? That's how I spent my morning. Okay. And now we're here. Mm-hmm. Should we introduce our guest? I think the time is just right. Let's wait. Okay. Okay. Our guest today is Kristen Walker. Kristen, everybody. Hello. Okay. Thanks for being here, Kristen. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You're our second official guest ever on this thing that we're doing right now. How does it feel? Well, it feels really good. I got to take my shoes off, and I got a comfy chair. That's one Excellent. of our the biggest perks of our show is that you are allowed to take your shoes off. At that's any time. Really, that's, the, that's the only clothing item, though, that we'll allow. Mm-hmm. So everything else must stay on. Keep okay. it on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Our parents are listening, so <laughs> keep it on. Yep. Uh, Kristen works at Happy Medium with me. Kristen's title is account executive. And Ooh, that is a hefty title. Hefty title. <laughs> Comes with a lot of baggage. Heavy duty. Heavy duty. Um, and so we're going to talk about what you do. Do you want to just give the listeners a background about who you are, where you come from? Let's start with favorite hobbies. <laughs> um, my favorite hobbies is puppies. Puppies. Oh, okay. excellent. We will talk all about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I went to Iowa State, and I got a degree in journalism with an emphasis in PR, and also a fashion degree. Wow. Just on the side for fun. Yeah. On the side. Normal stuff. Right. Cool. Um, then after I graduated, I moved to New York City for a year, and I worked for a PR agency there doing accounts. Wow. <laughs> um, and then after that, I decided that I liked the Midwest because Midwest is best. And then I decided to move back and 
started job searching, lived with my parents for a while. That's always a fun time to move back in with your parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Especially when you're an only child. Mm-hmm. Mm. So great. <laughs> uh, then I found out about Happy Medium, and I applied for a job, which I did not get, but mm-hmm. I got a different job. Mm-hmm. And that job was account coordinator. So then I started at Happy Medium as an account coordinator. Things changed, and then I became an account executive. And here I am. Here we are mm. today. Mm-hmm. What a riveting story. Yeah. So exciting. Let's Ups go back, though. Let's go back to New York. You okay. lived in the city? <sighs> the Big Apple. The concrete jungle. How large was your apartment? And um, how many chairs did you have inside of it? Well, it was one. It was like two rooms. Bathroom. And then everything else. Mm-hmm. So like a studio yes. and efficiency. I yeah. know all about these. <laughs> okay, keep going. Okay. What part of the city did you live in? I lived on the Upper East Side. Upper East Side. Uh, does that okay. mean that you're on the in the on the island? Yes. Okay. Oh, Correct. wow. Good job. I, I've been looking at maps of New York City. I want to go someday. Manhattan so. is an island. Manhattan, yes. the whole thing. Yeah. And so you have, it's like a big, tall carrot. Yeah. It Upper East Side. It looks very much like a carrot. And in the I middle is the, Central Park. The mid- to the right. Okay. Of Central Park, okay. if you will. Um, yeah, my apartment was, I'm not very good at square footage, but I think it was around like 400. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was very small. For a while, I had a roommate. That was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did that work out? Yeah, with a s- single studio apartment. Well, I like had bunk a bed. beds or? A futon and a bed. Okay. And then stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a... A two-hour commute each way to and from work. So Where? I spent a lot of time on a train. I My office was in Greenwich, Connecticut, oh. which is north of the city. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time on a train. So why did you live in New York City then if you worked in Connecticut? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of places for young, single, non-rich people to live in Greenwich, Connecticut. It's one of the most... Really? It's one of the wealthiest zip codes in the United States. Wow. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that. I, I have a friend who lives in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but commutes every day to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why would That's you do that? Far. But Yeah. yeah. But I Because uh, I lived in Syracuse, but I know people that would live in the city and they would commute to like New Jersey mm-hmm. and, and stuff for work. Seems like you'd want to be always, the other way. Yeah. There's a lot of people who commute either to Greenwich or New Haven mm-hmm. or you know, a bunch of places along there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Connecticut is big for hedge funds. Mm. So there's a lot of people. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I read a lot of books while I was riding the train. And uh, then I did some work while I was at work. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Did, have you seen the TV show Girls? I have not. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you I think you would it. really like it. Yeah. I don't have the cable. Neither do we. This oh. is the HBO. And you can find a way to watch it. Just... Oh. Just you have to find the right way Just though. Ask someone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just, <you> know, <laughs> and you ask anybody. Anybody. Just anyone. Anyone. Excuse me, sir. How do you watch your HBO? Um, so okay. That's New York City. So while I lived there, the agency I'll call it an agency lately. There were two of us. Uh, the agency oh. that I worked for, we did mostly our clients were very very high-end jewelry art and art foundations so it was interesting Mm -hmm. 
it was I didn't know a lot about art or jewelry before I started the job and I learned a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about being an adult because it was my first job out mm-hmm. of college it was interesting that's definitely mm-hmm. going to a job that's just you and the boss mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. oh so it was, it was a small company yes just two mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. two people yep wow mm-hmm. huh. how about that uh, it was a trip. <laughs> you had uh, uh, cockroaches, right? I did. I had several of them. Mm-hmm. I was when I first moved into my apartment. I was terrified of them because mm-hmm. I had never seen them before. Mm-hmm. And I quickly learned that you just have to kill them and move on with your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I did that. I put on my rain boots <laughs> to protect my feet, <laughs> and I stomped on them. And then they went away. Mm-hmm. And I got an exterminator and some spray stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were gone. Yeah. I've never had a cockroach Those before. Those pesky little, they don't like to die. They yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Who does? <laughs> Here in Iowa, they're actually, right. cockroaches don't exist. So yeah, it's physically impossible for them to live here. Oh, poor climate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. The soil okay. isn't right. For... Soil is not optimal for cockroaches. <laughs> Well, you also watch a TV show that we watch called The Park and Recreation. I do. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, they had two episodes so far. Well, four. Four. Technically. Yeah, just two. Four episodes. Four total. How do you feel about the time change well, into the future? Um, oh, I thought you meant the time change of the airing of the episodes. Oh, because I don't. That feel could be my follow-up question. Because yeah. I forgot about it last week. Oh, and then you're like, like, shoot. Oh, Tuesday. Hmm. Okay. Just going to go go to bed. Yep. You know, I think it's all this like network thing. I don't know why they're doing two episodes a night and they're on Tuesday nights. So, yeah, it's been throwing me off a little mm-hmm. bit too. Yeah. Uh, the time into the future on the show is interesting because I want them to fill in the gaps, which they have started to do. So you haven't seen last week's stuff? I sub- have. You have? Okay. I caught up. Okay. Yes. Good, good. Yeah. I think uh, as far as last week's, they, they started, yeah, they kind of got the gaps filled in. And if they would have done four episodes, just one a week, then it would have been a month until yeah. we figured Way out exactly long. what happened in those mm-hmm. few years there. So. And the first, when before we figured it out, before two people became friends again, mm-hmm. spoiler alert. It's okay. You it's said okay. spoiler alert. So this everybody, said it everybody right now, gosh, turn this thing off if you have not watched it, okay? Go back 15 seconds and turn it off. <laughs> I was sad until the friendship was rekindled. Mm-hmm. Me too. It seems like life is going to be really good from here on out. I think so. Haven't seen the triplets yet, though. No. no. And you know what? That's kind of bothersome to me. I want to know what those kids look like. Yeah, do you think How they... How many marshmallows have they had, exactly? I think they made a conscious decision to just not show any triplets. You don't think they're going to show them at all? I don't know. Ever? I sh- it just There's seems... Gonna, there has to be some another festival where the kids can go and play on the like. We also haven't playground. seen any of Ron's family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's his new wife's name? Diane. 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 And, and he has his, a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Haven't, seen, haven't seen John Ralphio? Mm. Yeah. Where's he been? Barely saw Craig. Mm-hmm. No Mona Lisa. Um, I don't know. I I like the season. I like. I was telling Bree. I like that they haven't really made it super flashy. That it's three years in the future. They haven't 
Every, not everyone's not on a jack pack or anything. The only fancy thing is the phones, because obviously those are probably going to be different in three years. But they're like tablet. They're things. like tablet things, holo, hologram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I think that was cool. Um, they they made funny predictions like the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series and um, that'll uh, never Game happen. of Thrones, like a bunch of like spoilers from Game of Thrones mm-hmm. Thrones in the future, which I don't watch, so I don't really understand, but uh, I'm sure it was a hoot for people who knew what they were talking about. Well, should we take a break? When we come back, we're going to be eating chocolate on, on microphone, and, and then we're going to talk about accounts later. Okay. Okay. This is about the full podcast. Hi, my name is Spot, and I'm a St. Bernard. I'm looking for a new owner because I just don't like my current owner very much. He's just, he's lazy, and he smells, and usually I like smells, but not not this one. And he only leaves things around that are already empty, like empty bags of potato chips, and I'm more of a full potato chip type dog. I'm just hoping if you're out there, someone someone should adopt me who just likes leaving full plates of food around the house. Hi, my name's Scooter, and uh, I'm pretty sick of my owner. She's gone all day, and quite frankly, my bladder can't hold it. So, yeah, I pee on everything. I I lift up my leg and I piss on her couch in the ottoman quite frequently. My bladder lasts about 20, 30 minutes. She's gone eight and a half hours at something. I don't know what, and I'm I'm watching that clock and I can't hold it. Also, um, she's been nicknaming me Scootsy recently because all I do is scoot. So, um, pretty much living up to my name, Scooter. Anyway... I need someone to adopt me that's going to be home all day. I've got anxiety, okay? And nobody's giving me my pills. So, please adopt me. My name's Scooter. Hi, I'm Penny. I'm a golden retriever. And I am looking for a new owner because my current owner doesn't let me chew on anything. I just love chewing. I want to chew on all the stuff, all the furniture, all the rugs. So I need someone who will bring me new things to chew on every single day. So if you have lots of fluffy pillows, lots of pillows, please call now. I'm Penny. Remember, P-E-N-N-Y. If you'd like to adopt any of the dogs you heard today, please call 1-800-I'd-like-to-adopt-these-dogs. They need your help, and they need it now. Welcome back to Above the Fold Podcast. Today, we have very special guest, Kristen Walker. Happy Medium account executive sitting with us at our small table. Hi, Kristen. Hi. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kristen, you have a dog. I do. Let's talk dog talk. Okay. Okay. What's your dog's name? What type of dog is it? How his, old? His name is Hank. Hank? He is almost two. His birthday is in April. And he is um, a combo of a black lab mm-hmm. and a hound dog. Ooh. I don't know what kind of hound dog. He's from a shelter. Mm, very good. He's really cute. And he terrorizes my apartment. 
Really? When I am in gone. What, in what way? Well, he pretty much destroys everything that I own mm-hmm. um, when I'm not there. When mm-hmm. I'm there, he's an angel. Just beautiful. Do you think it's because he misses you and he's anxious? But yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Either that or he's just vindictive. Does mm-hmm. he just roam free while you're gone? Yeah, because he doesn't like being in a crate. And right. I live in an apartment, mm-hmm. so it's an issue. Mm-hmm. But he's great, and he's really cute. He likes to go on walks, and he likes to play with toys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? I mean, right? <laughs> this sounds like a perfect Saturday. <laughs> you posted a picture on Instagram uh, the other day of him sticking his nose on a window. Tell me about this. Uh, well, What's the meaning of this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he likes to lay on his bed, which is next to my bed on the floor, and... Mm-hmm. He sticks his head between the blinds mm-hmm. and looks out the window and also happens to press his nose against the window. Putting fresh nose prints on the windows yeah. is the caption. So <clears throat> I live right behind Gateway Market, so there's a lot of coming and going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he likes very to watch cute. it. He likes to watch it all happen. Sometimes he growls if something's a little off, but mm-hmm. he just pretty much watches. Mm-hmm. What shelter did you get him from? Um, I got him from a shelter in Illinois. Okay. Mm-hmm. And were you just there f- for the weekend and you found him, or had you been kind of scouting him out for a well, while? Well, he, my, first my cousin adopted him. Mm-hmm. And then my cousin, for other reasons, wasn't able to keep him and was going to take him back to the shelter. And I said, whoa, whoa, no way. And then I took him. So his name at the shelter first was Lugnut. Lugnut. <laughs> what a weird name. Right. <laughs> so my cousin got him when he was like 10 weeks old and he had no idea what his name was. Mm-hmm. So she renamed him Trigger. Trigger. Because he was meant to be a hunting dog. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have him for very long and he had no idea what his name was. Mm-hmm. So then I renamed him Hank. It's debatable whether he knows his name now. Mm-hmm. I think he sometimes doesn't like to respond to his name, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but his name is Hank. Yes, just rebellious teenage years. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's getting there. Mm-hmm. He's about 13 in dog years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hank comes into the office sometimes. He does. He's very good at jumping up and doing a full kiss. He likes to put his front paws on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's cute. very Or around tall. your waist. Mm-hmm. Around the waist, <laughs> yeah. He's like, he likes giving hugs and dancing. He mm-hmm. can... He can high five. Mm, good. He can shake, and he mm. can sit and lay down. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And you have a puppy. I do. And Tucker he's T. really cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were over at your place the other weekend. Oh yeah, we have we have two Finnegan. dogs now, mm-hmm. Finnegan and P- Tucker. You'll never believe it, Finnegan. That little puppy is now about the size of a full-grown human just a just small huge. child <laughs> just the paws of a rock a giant rock he already knows shake mm-hmm. too he, he does and other papa yes do you want to explain other papa papo <laughs> how do you say it i don't know so when a dog shakes and they put up one paw and then i put it down and i say okay other papa and then they put oh. their other one up <laughs> but it's like all in the way that i say it mm-hmm. and uh doesn't so I've, I've done it with I've done it with all the dogs that we've mm-hmm. ever owned, and uh, your mom does it's it. Probably the best trick. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. So they pom-pom? they can do both, and they, I'll just have them keep switching. Mm-hmm. And then I'm making motions with my hands right now, <laughs> so everybody can see. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, Finnegan, he's getting bigger, and his belly is just a little pink belly. Mm. He's a he's a buff-colored golden, so really light. Mm-hmm. He's smart. He's very content. He loves his life. He's coming to visit me uh, in a couple weeks here. Both dogs are coming, and I'll have him for two weeks. So if you want oh, to see boy. him, come mm-hmm. on over. I, have to I take, sure do. I have to take work off for two weeks just to babysit him, so... <laughs> It's a full-time job. Yeah. yeah. Do they like each other? They do. They love each other. Oh, that's good. He's, he's like, Finnegan is very obsessed with Tucker and loves to lay on him and play with him. Oh. And so, they're, it's good, you know? Mm-hmm. It could be, they could hate each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Speaking of dogs, we have some chocolate on the table. <laughs> yeah. Um, good transition. Let's, I'll just take a little, just a little, just a corner, just a crumb. Okay. I'm going to take this turtle. And I'm gonna now, just... wait, we're, this is from Bacon Fest. Let's... Yeah, the chocolate is from Bacon Fest. The turtle is hard to break. Why are you touching it so much? Okay. That's what... <laughs> okay. Okay, I've taken a small bite Can you explain? of a turtle. Now, if you've seen the episode of The Office where they do gift baskets, and then Michael says, give me the turtles. That's what I'm thinking of. Um... I didn't get a big enough bite, so I'm not take really a getting any bacon. It just tastes chocolatey. Okay, I kind of salty bacon smell after after birth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oaky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have some Splenda or something. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, Kristen? It tastes like the inside of a barrel. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's what they're going for here. <laughs> I'm going to take an even larger bite now. <laughs> Just increasing <laughs> as I go. Anyone try the brownie? Uh, it's just a brownie. I'm going to go for this next bite. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a huge bite. Okay, I'm trying oh, the I'm getting so much bacon now. It's all in the size of the bite. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty much down the whole thing. <laughs> really? I'm not kidding. you got to take a big bite of the turtle to get more bacon. <laughs> There's Your ratios no, are all off. There's no bacon in either of these. Okay. I don't think. <laughs> We're getting a pick taken right now for what they call social media. Bacon testing. Okay. Oh, I really am getting more bacon. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. The bigger the bite. Mm-hmm. Well, you tried bite. a different one than we did. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this is so entertaining to people listening mm-hmm. to. Can you taste it? Um, All right, well. Shall we do our little uh, improv thing? Um, sure. So, last episode we did a thing called I Stock Improv. And that's where you go on to iStockPhoto.com, do a keyword search, find a photo, <laughs> and then just do improv off of it because it's what people do in free time. <laughs> Now, I typed in family argument. I thought that we could try and pump up the heat here. I did turn the air off inside. I'm sorry, but... So the photo that I think that we should do here is... um, It's a photo of a family. And it's a mother and a father. And they are sitting on the couch with their daughter. And she is wearing an outfit. And I'll let you guys describe the outfit. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like a old, uh, like a, she works at a casino, 
No. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was I going for like goth. Well, okay. for starters, she's got black she's lipstick got on. Black lipstick. She's got on uh, black Converse tennis shoes. She was on a very odd-looking beret-style mm-hmm. cap. Yeah, uh, she her has parents. What appears to be a dog collar on around her mm-hmm. neck. She's not. Uh, not impressed. Her parents are mildly upset with her. She has a lot of zippers on her mm-hmm. clothing. Just in case it rains. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, honey, I, uh, I think we need to talk about the way you're dressing again. I really, I really want you to take the dog collar off. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's not appropriate for a church. We have discussed this time and time again. And I, if you will not take off that dog collar, then I'm gonna stick you outside with those dogs in in the cages in the kennels. Your mother and I laid a nice just just a nice Easter dress out just on your bed, um, and like we do every morning. And you just you threw it in the trash can, and I've about had it. I'm not wearing any of that stuff. You Why can't not? Make me. It's just it's the part of. It's just the part of the town that you're in. You need to wear this. But this is what the man told me to wear. Who is this GD man? <laughs> I, I Yeah. What what is the man talk because I I am not with it. But these days with these kids and what they're wearing and the lipstick and the the teeth and the nails. And if there's a man in the picture, I think I need to know about it because people can be very very uh mean and uh, dangerous. Yeah. Are you wearing your underwear? That's. I, <laughs> are you? What are? You, what is underneath all of this? I can't tell you that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's go get ice cream. Only if it's black. Like I my heart. I don't know of a black ice cream shop, Honey, but I think we can find something. your heart is not black, you're, but everything else is. And I... Your heart is a nice shade of red. You don't yeah. know that. Have well, you even studied any human anatomy? Have Please. You, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, I floated up outside of my body, and I saw my heart, and it was black. So I know, and you don't. You can't tell me what to wear. We're going to be late for church, and Pastor Billy is not going to be happy when we show up late once again. We're not going to get a seat. I just want you to change Pastor your outfit. Pastor Billy said I can do whatever I want. When are you? When have you been talking to Pastor Billy? <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one who talks to Pastor Billy with any frequency, and he hasn't mentioned a thing about it. Now take this red hat, you wear this red hat, and let's leave. Okay. Only if I can bring my chinchilla. That, okay. That's fine. If it, if it stays in the box, Just if you take in the that box. GD rodent out of the box, I'm going to bust. I'm going to just bust out of my jacket. <laughs> and we will, we will take this rodeo on to the therapy office <laughs> where we're missed countless appointments. You heard your mother. Okay. And that's the end. <laughs> good job, everybody. We're getting really good at improv. Yeah. I think we really discovered some new ground there. 
So everybody's been out and about this weekend, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's our next topic. Why do topic. you think that is? It's, what's the weather been it's doing? It's warmer than normal. What, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> uh, it was really bright yesterday and the day before, and it was like 50. It was. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Um, like everyone else, Brie and I thought, hey, let's go out and see a movie tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but not before we watch the live stream panel <laughs> at Sundance Film Fest. <laughs> right. Power of story, hashtag. <laughs> um, <gasps> yeah, we watched this uh, Lena Dunham, and, uh, Mindy Kaling. Genji Cohan and Kristen Wiig. They talked oh, about comedy. I love all of those people. From or- Genji is she, Orange of the New Black. She's the writer. Weeds. And, and weeds. She knows. She knows. Not six feet under. Not Mm-mm. six feet on. How dare you? Um, it was a fun little live stream panel. We pulled it up on the Apple TV and watched it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, let's go see this movie. And we got there at Jordan Creek. There was a long line for the sh- for the tickets. And the showing at 7 we were going to go to was sold out. So we were like, oh, let's get tickets for the 8 o'clock. Halfway through the line, it sold out for the 8 o'clock. So we're like, we're just going to go home. Yeah. But yeah. not before we went and picked up some snacks and juices mm-hmm. at the local come and go. Mm-hmm. And then we went back and watched the well chit chatted about film, The Interview. Yes. Uh, I don't know how I feel about The Interview. I thought it was exactly as I had heard from people, it was okay. Have you seen it, Kristen? <laughs> I have not. Okay. But Netflix emailed me yesterday and said, I should watch it. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. They want you to watch it. Um, it was kind of just like a dumb comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I would label it in that category. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I don't know how much money it made or just that it, for, like, two weeks it was, like, all people could talk about, which was great for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, it's not, like, the, the best movie ever. Mm-hmm. It had some funny moments. Did you feel any extreme nationalism? Or political feelings. I just, I kind of wondered, like, how it, the movie got made. Like, who was like, sure, yeah, let's do this one where we kill Kim Jong-un. Um, but, like, why not? I don't know. Like, all, all people can talk about today is, like, free speech. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So. I, didn't, I didn't think it was something that was, like... North Korea would have started war over. Yeah. You know, it's kind of silly. They're a little bit touchy. They are. They are. Yeah. So touchy. So touchy. They have the emotional stability of a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. Girl. Girl. Yeah. That's a very Not good me. analogy. <laughs> or whatever. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's the interview. If it's if it's uh, in your, you know, if your wheelhouse is kicking, go see it <laughs> on the Netflix um, it's yeah. free if you have if you pay for Netflix. It is free, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's almost. It's also free if your if your parents pay for Netflix, right? Yes. Or if you your roommate pays for Netflix, mm-hmm. or yeah. you steal it from a store. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then it's free. Okay, with that, let's take our last break and then come back and let's hit the accounts. Woo! All right, welcome back. Now entering the rink, we've got 65-year-old Gracie Ludgren entering rink now. She's wearing her long black gown, sort of like a wedding dress, taking the ice, making her stretching. Today, Gracie will be skating to John Williams's 
theme from Shinda's list. Very beautiful piece. Now taking her first position here as the music begins. Off to a good start so far, I have to say. Amazed that this uh, this uh, elderly lady can skate the way that she still can. Yes. She is uh, quite stroking the ice, gaining speed as she pushes off back and forth from the inside edge of one skate to the inside edge of the other skate. Gracie's moving up. Here we go for her first jump. It's a triple, triple ups, and she hits the triple toe. It, oh, oh, that must have hurt. Her knee, she's, she's looking at her coach saying, knee, knee, knee. knee. You know, it's just amazing that a, a lady of this age can still come out here and skate like this and get back up after a fall like that. Yeah. Okay, next. Next portion. As she hits her spiral sequence. She's moving in various spirals. I don't, Cross the ice. don't know if this was part of the original uh, routine. Moving out of it, she's, she appears quite dizzy. Oh. Oh. Oh, she's vomited on the ice now. Oh, gosh. It's an odd color, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's still going to try for the triple-double axle. Hmm. Here it goes. She's gaining momentum. Huh! Oh! Oh! Gracie, down again! You know, I, I heard a rumor that she uh, nearly died this morning as she was getting out of the car. Yeah. Just... Just very scary. You know what? I think she's she's uh, calling it a day. In fact, she's not going to hit that free dance portion. She's just going to walk. Oh, she's just going to walk she's, straight off the ice. She's done. Huh. All right. Uh, way to go, Gracie. All right. Well, stay tuned. We'll take a break here and come back with our next dancer, Daniel Radcliffe. Welcome back to Above the Fold Podcast. Uh, we're here with Kristen Walker. She's talking about her accounts experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking, first, let's define what accounts is. What do you do? That is a great question. Um, my role is to, for one, bring in new business. So I go to a lot of networking events and meetings in order to meet the people of the world. And then second, I also manage clients and said accounts. So if we're working on a project with a client, I am their main point of contact with the agency, making sure deadlines are met, making sure everything is running smoothly, et cetera. Okay. Um, so that is the short version. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of emailing and meetings and that kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite part? My favorite part is seeing projects to completion or succeed. Mm-hmm. So like on Friday, we launched a website and it was very exciting yeah. because you get to see something that you've potentially been working on for months come to life. And generally the client is very excited. In this mm-hmm. case, extremely excited. Um, and it's really fun. So yeah. you get to see all your hard work come to life. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear, because I work with you pretty closely because there's only, I mean, 14 people, 15 people at our company. Mm-hmm. Um, 
compared to someone like like Bree's company, there are a lot more account people, and are, are there more people in the middle of accounts all the way down to someone like me who would be a developer? Because there's we have account coordinators here too. Mm-hmm. Do you work so like with, what's the difference? Yeah, or? do you work with account people mm-hmm. in your role? Mm-hmm. But you're so you're a project manager, and you would but you kind of go in between for people too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like I could potentially do a lot of the same things Kristen does, or mm-hmm. I could just work directly with the account manager. And I, and I, that's what I prefer actually, just to work with them and then to have them manage the client relationship. And then I manage the internal mm-hmm. project. Mm-hmm. Are there account coordinators too? At mm-hmm. say? Yep. And those, they're more like assistants to the account manager. Do they work? Yeah. With that's too? like the entry level position. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's a, there's account coordinators, there's a assistant account managers, there's account managers, there's a senior senior account managers. Jeez. There's account uh, executives. Senior, like yeah, it, there's a lot of different mm-hmm. um, promotion roles. Mm-hmm. So you just do all that yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I we have yeah, how account many coordinators? Like how many account people are here? At so there's Happy two account executives and two account coordinators. Okay. Um, primarily the account coordinator does a lot of the coordination with the rest of the team, Mm -hmm. but I'm still in the mix a lot as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of your business or your job is getting business, um, Mm -hmm. getting new business. Well, I know that, um, for a lot of companies that do what we do, like we, referrals are a big part of it. And then, you know, going out and getting your name out there is another part Mm of it. Um, do you think that's, do you, how, how hard do you have to work to keep referrals coming in? Um, or do they just like fall in your lap? Um, well, referrals are, referrals are very important. And I think because of the way we work with clients and work very closely with them and make sure that we do what we say we're going to do and that we provide really excellent service and um, work for them. It lends itself to positive word of mouth and referrals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think part of it is just the way you interact with people and the way you work with people to make sure that you know, they have a really excellent experience and are willing to tell people about it. Um, for, I mean, when I first started as an account executive, it was interesting because it was like a year and a half ago and Happy Medium wasn't as well known of a name in the community and people, you know, I was doing a lot more of explaining who we are and what we do now. I still do some of that, but a lot more people have actually heard of Happy Medium, which makes, you know, networking a little bit easier because you're not explaining who you are and what you do. Um, But I still go to a lot of events and lunches and meetings and stuff, just keeping in touch with people and all that kind of stuff. Do you get nervous getting, going to talk to someone about like selling them services? I think I, if I'm ever involved in some sort of at least pitch or something that's conditional, I'm always worried I'm going to say something dumb. And then they're going to be like, no, not you guys, because you're stupid. Yeah. How do you prepare for those unexpected questions? Yeah. Um, I have a, I think that's just part of being able to 
talk a lot and sometimes talk a lot about nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> and say, oh, yeah, we haven't done that before, but we have a lot of experience doing a lot of very interesting things, and I'm sure we can help you with that. Um, I don't really get nervous. It kind of depends on the meeting. If it's, you know, very a very formal meeting, then I do get a little bit nervous. It also depends on who the, you know, who I'm going to be meeting with. We, because we are a young company, in the eight number of years the company has been around and in the age of our team members, and <clears throat> myself and Katie, who are the ones primarily going out and meeting with people, we both happen to be females and under 35 and I think sometimes that can create a little bit of nervousness because people may not take us very seriously so we you know I try to make sure I'm very educated on their industry or know what I you know make sure even more that I know what I'm talking about so that the capability factor really comes through because there are people who think that if you haven't been around for 40 years in the industry or if you're not 50 years old you don't know what you're doing so dealing with that and you know kind of knowing what you're talking about and removing that doubt from their minds I think is the is the goal Mm -hmm. we have a lot of you know really really smart people we happen to be young but that doesn't mean that we're not very smart and very capable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have you found like what's the industry like in our area at least? Do you do you feel like your um, people's impressions of you are stacked kind of in the wrong direction because you are young female and not like you're, we're not sending out older, um, you know, gray-haired people? Or do I you th- think that people are pretty accepting of it? I think sometimes people expect the owner of a company to show up and be 50 years old or, you know, have 30 years of experience as an agency or, you know, show up with 10 people. That's not really who we are. And I think some people want that and they don't really, they will only look at how many years of experience your agency has rather than, you know, the great work that you've put out recently. Um, so it kind of depends. It is kind of challenging sometimes if people really expect, you know, gray-haired people to be showing up to the meeting or if they value age over, necessi- yeah. you know. And it's probably even more so important to, to do those networking events to get your face known because mm-hmm. if you're not 50 years old or older even, right. then you don't have those connections in the community. So yeah. as a young agency, I'm sure you have to push yourself even harder to just get out there Mm -hmm. yeah because even now we're going to meetings and people you know people still haven't heard of us or don't know a lot of people who have worked with us and we don't have you know 30 years of clients Mm -hmm. to talk about and things like that but um a lot of people really value the energy and the ideas and the you know willingness to try new things and we're not we're definitely not stuck in a rut or doing the same old thing all the time because we don't we haven't been around long enough to get stuck or Mm -hmm. you know be set in our ways so I think that's a great benefit to clients because we are constantly changing and constantly evolving and I think because most of the people here are 
you know, almost digital natives, um, we're not, you know, we're constantly looking at the next thing. We're not stuck on, oh, you have to do this. You, this is the only way you're going to get your name out there. And I think that is really beneficial to all sizes of clients, too, because you can do a lot with tiny budgets and you can do even more with, you know, bigger budgets, too. So I mm-hmm. think, you know, the creativity that comes from a young agency can be extremely beneficial. Mm-hmm. It, so what if I wanted to be an account executive mm-hmm. right now? What would you, what advice would you give me if I were going to try it out and get new business? Because you um, haven't had any like professional training. You've kind of had to teach yourself, right? Right. Um, I think it comes a lot from sort of being thrown into things. Um, at my job in New York, I didn't really know what I was doing and I was scared to talk to people and my boss made me call people on the phone all the time. Just call people and ask to talk to the CEO and just do it. Tell them who you are and what you want. And I think that may have been a little bit extreme, but I do think just going for it and not being scared and just showing up to every networking event you can. And even if you talk to one person and leave, it's not a failure. You showed up, you handed out your business card, you made one connection. Um, And the more you go to those things, I used to go by myself all the time and I used to sometimes take someone with me, but primarily I would just go by myself and meet people. And, you know, when you're in a networking situation, people aren't weirded out by this random person that comes up and says, hi, you're kind of in that position already. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the more you just put yourself out there and go to meetings and go to events and just try you don't really get nervous about it anymore um so have you perfected your elevator pitch pretty much (laughs) at this point i don't it changes every time i think it you know it kind of depends on who you're talking to like i said with you know 70-year-old gray-haired men, it has to be a little bit different than if you're talking to the owner of a I like Starbucks. how we describe these people always as gray-haired, <laughs> gray like nobody gray colors hairs. their hair. <laughs> no, they no. don't. It's not allowed, They're actually. not bald. They just have tons and tons of gray hair. <laughs> this is the elder community these days. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm out and about with Kristen and Katie and we're talking to somebody and they ask, so what is happy medium? I just like totally, I just turn and I just look at Kristen <laughs> and they have this speech prepared and it's like, we were an interactive active agency providing blah 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 blah, and then i tune out because like, uh-huh, i've yeah. heard this before uh-huh, but uh-huh. and then i just walk away awkwardly because i well and i think too it's going to depend on who the person asks like yeah. if they ask right. you to you're gonna be like it's an interactive agency and we specialize in this this wow. and this and this if they ask me you know i'll say i say is an advertising agency what what do i do there oh it's just this little part of like mm-hmm. actually what essays main capability is which mm-hmm. i don't do a lot in which is this field marketing thing sure. right and if you ask me it's i literally just talk about websites and i also say oh we also do we're, we do a full you know regular agency but um we design and develop websites and we do ongoing website maintenance and seo we do mm-hmm. but that's just because that's what i do mm-hmm. 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 it's a very important part of what happy medium does mm-hmm. yeah um so what's the secret to like perfecting and managing client relationships how do you make them trust you and um you know 
they build a website with you, but then they come back and they say, hey, you guys, you do other things too? Because I need some help because I'm, I'm struggling in these different areas too. <laughs> Um, I think part of it is just building relationships and getting to know people beyond, you know, what they want in this specific meeting, talking to them about the history of their company or where they grew up or what their family's like so that you build relationships and you make those connections. It's really important so that people feel like they can trust you. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think, you know, like I said, we pride ourselves on providing really great work to our clients and so once a project is finished and they are really happy with what they've gotten they come back and they say okay now what's next and we do a lot of that too you know talking to them about all the other services we provide and not just focusing on if they're building a website not just talking to them about that because we really want to be a partner and for a lot of our clients we are their marketing department because they don't have an internal team and we can provide a lot more than just you know one marketing person can because there's not this marketing unicorn who can build websites and design brochures and do social media and Mm -hmm. place advertising and all of that stuff so um i think just building those relationships and I think the clients who are who want to do that and who are interested in that are the ones that stick around for a while and are a really great fit for us. Um, I think in general, what I learned is that you know you can never be too persistent and just you know always following up, connecting with people on LinkedIn, talking to people when you see them, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't be scared. That's right. Fearless. Fearless. That's It is our interesting motto. because Josh hates pitching and talking to people, but sometimes, you know, if a client really knows a lot about websites or wants to talk about the nitty gritty, then we do have to bring, yeah. not have to, but. It's almost like, yeah, to convince them, you have to bring in the expert. So like, I'll be brought in sometimes mm-hmm. to talk about SEO and it's like, I have no idea what they're going to ask me. Right. And the account person could probably answer their questions because they could just ask me beforehand what the client wants to know and I'll just tell them and type it out or whatever. But it's like almost this like comfort thing that if the client knows the SEO expert is in the room, then they just, that level of trust just goes straight up. Yeah, we're we're willing to put our, you know, expert in the room with you. (laughs) What Um, if you brought every person from our agency to every meeting you go to there's and they just are standing in the back of the room (laughs) do you have any uh, questions uh, we're gonna need a bigger coffee table Uh. the goal though is for you know the account executives to know enough about everything that we do and to know a lot about everything that we do so that we can answer people's questions but and i you know if i'm wondering about something that I think a client might ask I'll go to Josh or whoever else here and I'll ask those questions so that I can get some information but there are times where the client is a web developer knows about web development and so obviously Mm -hmm. I can't talk to that level so Mm -hmm. yeah what's the like role of education in your job description do you is that a thing that you are always making a point to do? Like, I want to learn this, this, and this this year. Or is it kind of a, this, I got asked about this twice last month. I feel like I should learn that. Kind of both. I mean, I always want to know what we're doing and how to explain it to a client so that I'm not just like a mouthpiece, like memorizing things and spouting it off. I want to sound like I know what I'm talking about and I know what we do and I find it really interesting to, you know, learn 
what does it mean to be, you know, like on a staging site or whatever these terms are that our developers use or, um, I want to be able to talk to our clients about everything that we do and know what I'm talking about. So I do try to constantly educate myself on things partially out of just curiosity and partially so that I can know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for, you know, everyone in an agency or in this digital realm to know something about everything that we do. And no one here is not on Facebook and no one here, you know, hasn't seen some, you know, nitty gritty of a website being developed. And I think that's really important so that we can all kind of understand what really goes into everything that's happening. And I think that helps sell it too, because we understand the value of, it really does take a lot of hours to, you know, create something like this. And I think that helps, you know, the more you understand about web development, the more you can talk to the quality and the value of it. Probably the more new business you'll win because they'll be like, hey, that girl seems to know what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. She's no dummy. But she's also really friendly and I feel like we could have coffee. She's not just a good head of hair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it'd be very difficult to go out and try to sell in the first place, but then also try to sound like an expert or be an expert on the topics that you're selling, especially if they're like technical topics too. That's why I ask you a lot of annoying questions. I'm not annoying. I just answer them. <laughs> FAQ. <laughs> well, any other questions for our guest? <laughs> Anything that... Anything else you want to say? Let's go around the table. Anything and, you want to plug? Yeah. <laughs> Give yeah. me CDs or mixtapes. I don't think so. Okay. Um, however... Friends is on Netflix, mm. and that is taking up a great deal of my life, mm-hmm. and I'm not mad about it. I saw the 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 uh, pilot. Mm. Watched it on our Happy Medium TV, and Did it you? was up for every client meeting the next day. Yep, because our Apple TV kept cutting out. It was just like the Friends screen. <laughs> uh, how can people follow you on the internet or get your business information or send you uh, money? Oh, okay. You can send. Um, any puppies that you have, you can send them to my home address. Okay. Um, Which is? One, one, two. One, two, three, Main Street. Okay. Southwest Lane. America. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then you can follow me on Twitter at KNWalker1. You can follow me on Instagram at KNWalker1. And you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash KNWalker1. Wow. Wow. Got the KNWalker1 locked down. Got to get that. Mm-hmm. Cohesive. Mm-hmm. Do people ever call you Karen Walker accidentally? Yeah, uh, I I always think of Karen Walker, and our, I'm like, no. Fa- our coworker Nick Renkowski likes to call me Karen Walker. Really? Are you a Will and Grace fan? I am. So am I. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> My favorite character on that show is indeed Karen, Karen Walker. Walker. Did you know that Karen Walker is also a fashion designer? She makes really great sunglasses. That's. Wow. A separate person named separate Karen Walker person, okay. is a fashion designer? Mm-hmm. Wow. True story. You may call me Karen Walker. I will not be mad. Okay. Okay. Well, Hal, that's, that's about it. Okay. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having Karen me. Walker one. It's been so fun. Yeah. Uh, that uh, concludes the episode. So. Goodbye. Good- goodbye. Bye-bye. Stay above the fold. <laughs>